Good morning, friends. You are with us on the Corporate Quitters Podcast, and we're here today with Tracy Becker. And you're going to notice a few things that are real crazy today, especially me. You see this crazy camera angle that you have looking at me? I do apologize, but that's all we've got. My camera that was right here in front of me died just a few hours ago, so that's what we're left with. But we're here on episode number 31, and we're here with Tracy. Tracy's going to talk to us about a lot of stuff, but before she does, she's going to introduce herself. Tracy, tell the people who you are. Hey, <laughs> I'm Tracy Becca. I'm an artist, a content creator on Instagram. I do live comedy on Clubhouse. I was working for Bristol Myers Squibb, and I worked in biotech for a long, long time. And so I'm not there anymore. I'm venturing out as an entrepreneur, doing what I love, what I'm passionate about, which is relationship coaching and transformational leadership mindset coaching. That's what I love doing. Oh, boy. Now, I noticed you said you were at Bristol Myers Squibb, and the, the title of this podcast is The Corporate Quitters, so you just quit your corporate job? I did. Ooh. And now I'm on vacation in Florida with my family. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, you know, that's nice because where do you live? Where do you live originally? Seattle. So the sunshine is pretty awesome right now. <laughs> I would imagine in the warmth, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not cold in Florida and it's not Seattle. So it's not snowing. It's probably snowing in Seattle right now, huh? Yes, it is. Wow. So this whole week. So for you, it was almost like quitting your corporate job. Gave you a vacation. Definitely. At the end of the year, after working really hard without vacations this year, yeah, I actually, now I'm on a really long vacation. Let's talk about this comedy. I wanted to start off with something else, but let's talk about this comedy. So now I'm going to ask you the question, the annoying question that everyone asks whenever you tell them you're in the comedy. Tell me a joke. No, I'm that's the funniest thing. It's like we do more improv off the cuff, bounce around, like we bounce off of each other, me and my moderators. <laughs> but tell everyone, what's the title of your clubhouse room? Because I really like the title of it. So the title of the clubhouse room that we do twice a week is called Terrible Advice. Come get awful advice on any topic. So you ask us a question and we give you terrible advice. So it's very like satire. There's a lot of clubhouse humor in it. Also, if you're part of that culture, that makes it really fun. And so, uh, yeah. Here's why I wanted to start with that and shift gears. Since your clubhouse room is giving people terrible advice, mm -hmm. and we have some people here in the chat with us, I'm wondering if anyone has any terrible advice that they'd like to get from Tracy this morning. Uh, <laughs> because... We have a few people here. Suki, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, man, I'm going to mess up your name. I'm going to go with your last name, Sugal. I think I got that part right. Yeah, nice to see you too, man. You yes. recently joined the team? Oh, hopefully, hopefully it's a winning team. Hopefully. If I'm on it, it's probably not a winning team. But Linda Ted is here, and Linda says, hey, Tracy and Rob. Hey, Linda. So, okay, what I'm yeah. going to ask you, 
All right. So terrible advice. Yeah. Give me some. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask you for some. So let's just suppose. Think of something. I had something written down, but then I decided I wasn't going to ask. All right. So I'm going to a restaurant this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to make this one real controversial. I'm going to a restaurant this afternoon that has a mask policy. Should I wear my mask or should? It seems to be in America. What state you're in determines if you wear your mask or not. If you want to get fed, then yeah, I would say wear your mask. If you're really like seriously annoyed with like the whole situation, just start a clubhouse room and talk about it or go on LinkedIn live and just tell everyone everything that happened. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I've got another one for you. Suppose I have a significant other girlfriend or whatever that didn't buy me anything for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Should I leave her or should I stay with her? What you need to do is make her feel guilty. Buy her like tons and tons of gifts and wrap them all and and then just have her open them all and just be so excited and she'll feel terrible that she didn't get you any gifts. That actually is terrible advice, but I love it. Wait, so is this the kind of stuff that we would get in the clubhouse room? Because that was actually hilarious. Yes, that's exactly what we do. We're experts because we've been doing it for six months on Clubhouse. So in Clubhouse time, that makes us experts at giving terrible advice. Very true. Very true. So you guys just heard that terrible advice that I got. So if I have a significant other that did not buy me anything for Christmas, what I should do is just buy her tons and tons of gifts, wrap them up real nice, give them to, you know what? I should give them to her each day in January. There you go. Make them feel really guilty. Yeah. Just be like, I found one more gift that I forgot to give you. It was like in my closet and yeah, just keep presenting gifts and then say, maybe we should just go to like on a shopping spree at Nordstrom too. How about that? (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. So if you guys like that kind of terrible advice, when is the clubhouse room every We're at Pacific time, so it's Tuesdays and Saturday nights at 9 p.m. So you guys, think of your terrible advice question. You need to hop into that clubhouse room tonight to get some terrible advice. Because I love the advice this gave me. Now, that was a hypothetical situation, so let me just say that. That wasn't real. (laughs) For people who might start commenting, Rob, what happened? That was not a real scenario and that was not a real situation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let me think of something else now. This is fun. Oh, I've got one. This is a topic that's been coming up quite frequently on uh, LinkedIn. Someone sends me an inappropriate picture. Send one back, of course. <laughs> what else are you going to do in that scenario? <laughs> okay, okay, let's take this a Why step further. Even worse, one back. What kind of inappropriate picture would I send back? 
Mm. Maybe a picture of a dump dump truck with garbage garbage man. That might be a good one. Okay, you know what? I was <laughs> thinking about maybe a bear relieving him or herself in the woods. That's a good one. Yeah. Use your imagination, Rob. Mr. Carl Sean Watkins has joined us. Oh, Carl. And another, he's totally into vulnerability. Him and I are going to have a great conversation sometime. <laughs> you know what? So here's my question, Carl, if you're still here. What would you at, would like to ask Tracy? Tracy is giving free bad advice right now. So <laughs> what kind of question would you like to ask her so that you could get some bad advice from Tracy? And if you like the bad advice that you're hearing right now on LinkedIn, join her tonight in her clubhouse room. <laughs> now, Linda said, or you could send them a picture of a toilet flush. You know That's what? a good one, Linda. See, like I said, use your creativity. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Here's what you do. Well, so Inger has joined us. Hey, Inger. So listen, Inger, since you're joining us, we've got a couple things going on. Tracy, Tracy hosts a comedy room on Clubhouse where she gives people bad advice. So right now we're soliciting the LinkedIn audience for those of us who want bad advice. So she's already given me advice on a couple of things. The first one was, I said, suppose I have a significant other that did not buy me anything for Christmas. What would I, what should I do? Should I dump them or stay with them? Tracy came up with something ingenious. She said that what I should do is buy them a gift every day in January and present them with a different gift, wrap it up real nice and make them feel guilty. Yeah. That, my friends, is good. So then the second question I asked her was, what if someone sends me an inappropriate picture on LinkedIn? Now, Tracy suggested that we send one back. So now we're trying to figure out what should we send back? And Linda said, send them one of, well, a toilet flush. <laughs> I just need to be very clear, you guys. I give terrible advice. Not just bad advice, but terrible advice. <laughs> and Carl had a really good question. He's um, asking about, as a comedian, has that helped me to become more vulnerable? Yes, absolutely. When I started the room, I was nervous. It was something I never did before. I walked through that entire process of getting used to being a moderator, watching the room grow, dealing with trolls for the first time, people that come on stage and take over. And I had to navigate everything about that to learn how to do a good room. And I'm still learning along the way. I feel like moderating never ends, like what you're learning how to handle different scenarios. Oh, so here's a question for you. What's, what's the worst troll you've ever had? What did they do and how did you remedy the situation? It's really hard when people, because we do a late night room on a lot of coasts, we've got two things going on. People are waking up in the morning on the other side of the world that late at night. And then you've got people that are uh, drunk <laughs> coming in to the room and just being very, or people with ADD and they interrupt a lot. And so it's a, it's a challenge to 
be reminding everyone that it's one mic to keep reaffirming the rules of the room along the way while you want people to feel welcome at the same time. So it is something pretty special to navigate. You make a good point though about the different times. So yeah, you have people who are grumpy waking up in the morning and then you have some people who are grumpy because they've just come in from the night before of drunken debauchery. Yeah. So. yeah. There's people having chai in the morning and it's like, yeah, it's wild. The different people coming from part, different parts of the world. So what's the most interesting late night, early morning conversation someone has had when they were in an inebriated or grumpy drunk state? <laughs> that's a good question. I have to get back to you on that one. I think that's a new phrase, grumpy drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to trademark that and coin that. Now, Dan Frickenberg is here. Dan, my man, Dan, the man, Dan says there's a place for terrible advice, Tracy. <laughs> and the man yeah. place. Apparently that place is on Clubhouse, Dan, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and on LinkedIn this morning. <laughs> now, Carl says being a comedian is hard work. Funny takes on a new meaning when you have to create funny and not just be funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. But Carl, man, man Inger, do you guys have any questions for Tracy? Carl, want to get some terrible advice? <laughs> <laughs> So now, what, what made you want to do comedy? Hmm. You know, it's funny. I have, ever since I was a little girl, I love to entertain. It's like a part of my personality to make people laugh makes me really happy. I like to make people smile and I generally like people. So that's, that's the thing. And yeah. It's just part of who I am. I didn't realize I'd ever have a platform until last year, like when it just started to happen, that I would have a place to really express that part of. Gotcha. And that platform yeah. was Clubhouse, huh? Yeah. It was an accident. I got invited to Clubhouse and I didn't even want to join. I was like, I don't need one more social media app. What is this? I don't understand because it was like for a meeting that one of my friends was having, you know, and I'm part of that circle. So I was like, I guess. <laughs> All right. So wait, no, you, you got to tell us the story then. So how the company room, how, so your, your friend strong armed you to get on the clubhouse. And then all of a sudden you just ended up in a comedy room. No, not just in a comedy room, hosting a comedy. Room. Yeah. What did that happen? It's so funny. It's like, I just joined Clubhouse, went to her meeting, started to navigate the app. I was quiet for the first three weeks. I didn't, I sat in the art rooms. I learned about cryptocurrency and NFTs. And I thought that was where I wanted to be. I am, I've been a festival junkie in my life. And I actually wrote a book called festival junkie. It's like a short story, really. So I intended to read it as a podcast. And what happened was I started the club festival junkie. 
So with that, when I went to the Burning Man Festival a couple times in my life, there's a booth called Terrible Advice. So my club is Festival Junkie. So I created the room Terrible Advice. So that's how it started. You created your own Burning Man Festival on Clubhouse. Yeah. (laughs) So we also do rooms where we talk about meaningful things. Burning Man's not like a big party, not just that. It's it's a lot about art and culture and it's people doing meaningful things in the world is really the, the main premise of it. And so it's like setting yourself free to be who you are, to be your authentic self. It's pretty beautiful. We have a room also where we say this one time in Burning Man, dot, dot, dot. So people can come in and tell stories about magical things that happened to them there that they, that changed their lives and things like that. So we do a lot of cool things in our club. Most of it is though comedy because that's just where we ended up. And we love to, that's a place, it's a platform to get away from the real world and laugh and be silly and enjoy. We all need that balance in our lives. I think it's really important. Absolutely. I'm really glad that you said that Burning Man was more than just uh, drunken debauchery because I really couldn't picture you head banging, listening to EDM all the yeah. time, you know, but, there's, but no. <laughs> there's the most epic art you've ever seen out there, Robert. It's actually a lot of it is ending up in museums around the country now, which I knew would eventually happen. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that they think of Burning Man as just a place where young kids go and they get drunk and they have a good time and then they just leave. But my man, Carl is asking some really good questions this morning. I appreciate it. Carl Carl says, how has the pandemic been helpful or hurtful in your mission to be a comedian? I'll tell you something in regards to the pandemic. There are more people online ever. So it's making everybody blow up who has an online business, <laughs> to be honest. So it's been good. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine, too, during the pandemic, people needed more uh, laughter. Yeah. And it's given me access to also meet Netflix comedians, people that wouldn't normally be online because they have more time now. So it's like, I've had the opportunity to meet people from Saturday Night Live and three degrees of separation from these very famous (laughs) comedians, you know, making friends with, I won't name any names, but some comedians in California that are awesome. They're amazing. And I'm going to go down there and probably meet every one of them in person this year. No, I can't. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> 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 now, now Linda says she has a question that she needs advice on. Linda. Touch. Yeah. What's up? Get into the chat. We're going to give you, well, Tracy's more than happy to give you uh, terrible advice that is funny. And I'm just happy to give you terrible advice. It won't be funny, but it'll be terrible. <laughs> so. Sometimes I do end up giving real advice as a real as a relationship coach. So we do a little of both in the room. Sometimes it gets 
we go from terrible advice to real advice on Clubhouse too. Now, you know, that's a perfect segue, blah, 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 <laughs> segue into the relationship coaching that you do, because I think even those of us who know you know that you were a relationship coach. So, yeah, you're not just any kind of relationship coach. You're a transformational relationship coach. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? If I'm a terrible guy, you can turn me into a good guy. Or if she's a terrible woman, you can turn her into a terrible woman. I'm a great you have to actually want that for your own life as a choice, obviously, right? For us to accept responsibility for wanting to make those changes. That's number one. Yeah. So it's not about changing the other person. It's about changing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways in life that some of us, we don't realize we're doing it. Like we don't always have the self-awareness to realize that maybe we're not accepting responsibility for certain parts of our lives. We make other people wrong or we turn things into yes, no, right, wrong situations instead of accepting a responsibility for taking our own power back in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, we, that, that is what we oftentimes do. We blame the other person. It's always there. He always leaves the toilet seat up or she doesn't listen to me or whatever, but yeah, it, we'll, we'll never get better unless we fix ourselves. Linda said that she's going to ask a relationship question because she did ask a question about her LinkedIn profile, but now she's heard that you help relationships and she's going <laughs> to ask a relationship question. So Linda, fire up. What was your question? I think she's going to type it in in just a minute. And Shree is here. Hey, Shree. Hey. If you want to ask Tracy some advice, because Tracy gives bad advice. And if you want to hear her bad advice, with a comedic twist to it, drop it into the chat, anything you want to ask her, but she's also a relationship coach too. You know, if you have some relationship questions that you want to ask Tracy, maybe now's the time to ask. Mm -hmm. Linda, I'm not really sure exactly what you mean. What is the longest time two people should be apart in regards to. So let's help Linda with this. The, the longest time two people should be apart. Do you mean like they, they break up and they get back together? Or do you mean like they're in a long distance relationship or which one do you mean? You mean like they were married and they divorced and then 10 years later, they got back together or. So let us know what you mean by the, the longest time two people should be apart. So let me think. Oh, she said the distance, the so long distance. What's the longest time they should be apart? In a long distance relationship? Well, that's a good question. That's hard. Now, Carl has a question. He says, what do you think about online relationships? Um, I think I have my own opinions about that. It works for some people. It can be amazing. For me personally, I need more intimacy and connection. And it means everything to me. So I need someone who is with me, not uh, far away. So you need to reach out and touch them mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a matter of preference and level of connection that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. So what if, what if you're with someone that continuously tries to get you to do things that you're uncomfortable with? How do you address that? Do you mean control issues? Ooh. Is that what you mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. Carl would probably agree that you would use your vulnerability skills to have a conversation about that. Like what you're noticing in regards to how you're feeling in your body and things like that. Like when, you know, you're triggered and how you shut down and learning how to explain that. That's part of what I teach is learning how to have those kinds, navigate and have those kinds of conversations. And I think that's the bigger part of it, because I think oftentimes I, I tend to believe that a majority of the people in the world are actually good people. And a lot of times when there are differences, it is because of the different ways that people communicate. So let me ask you an add on question to that, though. Suppose we go through your program and we talk to you and we learn how to communicate our needs to our partner. Mm-hmm. When we do communicate those needs to our partner, they still don't listen and they still disrespect boundaries that we set up. What happens next? Right. <clears throat> so then you address that immediately while it's happening without probably have to walk away if you're triggered and come back. But yeah, you would give up two or three chances. After that, it's a matter of maybe a lack of respect that needs to be addressed. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Know. And so you said give them two or three chances. Why is that important to give people more than just one chance? Why is that important? Because you keep going back to the conversation in what you're noticing, how you're feeling. and sharing your vulnerability again with how it made you feel and seeing if you can resolve it from there that it has to be a two-way street obviously otherwise it's not going to work yeah yeah absolutely and also finding out what's going on with them oh okay it's really important like When this happens, what makes you triggered to want to control the situation? Like really getting, digging deeper into what's going on. So that's a good point because you, you, you start to work on yourself first. And as you start to work on yourself, you start to notice that there may be some other things in your partner that are causing you to act the way that you act as well. See, the thing is. You want to, what we do in this work is stay connected instead of going, repelling each other. The normal process in the world is like, okay, I just won't talk to you for two days or maybe run away. No, we do the opposite because we teach you skills so that you can stay connected instead. And then you go deeper with each other. Even when you're wounded, you work it out. That's what I teach. 
I love that. So is there ever a point that you do just walk away? Though? Is there a point that you can get to where it's just like, no, nah, screw it. This is just not working. You can do it in a more conscious way because you're going to have different skills to communicate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. that there has sense. to be, obviously, like I was saying, it, two people that want to do it together. Yeah. Now, Carl says, how have you been involved with connecting people in relationships? How have I been involved? Let me see. I'm looking for the question. Do you mean in sessions, Carl, or I'm not really sure exactly how, oh, how have you been involved? Yeah. Okay. I help, I often end up helping men to connect with their woman in a deeper way because they don't know what to say. They get afraid of her anger. So helping teaching men how to navigate a woman's boundaries, anger, understand women better. It's a gigantic part of what I do. It's most uh -huh. men who come to me for help. So what's, what's the biggest thing that men don't understand that would actually help them? Just one big thing that you, a tip that you could give out. Anger is a huge thing. They don't understand how quickly we can de-escalate our anger if they know what to do. <laughs> really? So yeah. if a woman is screaming and yelling, she can de-escalate just like that. <laughs> it's like, there's reasons why she gets more angry sometimes because she doesn't feel heard. So it's like, how do you learn to be present and attuned to a woman? So you mean if a woman is yelling at me, I shouldn't say, you're just crazy. <laughs> you're cracking me up. <laughs> that, that would be a good thing to do. That would, Only that. in the terrible advice room <laughs> would we give you that kind of advice. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl wants to know, uh, do you teach women as well? I have, that's a whole different ball game. Women are very different than men, as we know. I find it, I don't have as many women coming to me and asking me questions. It's the funniest thing. It's been that way for years. It's always meant men are always just like, how do I be confident with women? How do I overcome? My fears of, yeah, it's wild. So men want to know how to be confident with, with women, but women don't want to know how to be confident with men. Women are frustrated with, I'll tell you what women are frustrated with, uh, proper escalation. They are meeting people who are moving too fast or like giving them Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so that. We don't even know each other yet. It, it's the push energy is what I call it. Men pushing 
And then women say no, their energy says no, and the man doesn't understand what he's doing wrong. You know, women aren't happy with the way that they're being approached. You know, a lot of times they want things to move slower and at like a more proper rate than, you know, zero to a hundred. Um, and then men wonder why it's not, they're not like really having a great connection. And women are frustrated when they can't get treated the way they want to be treated in the beginning, establishing like just the getting to know you process. <laughs> no. You just, Jane, yeah. Everybody says that when I start talking like this, they freak out. They're <laughs> it's the conversation we all want to be having. And, and this is what's really important to me is to uh, see everybody win. I want men and women together. I want us to understand each other. I think it's a very important conversation. So much so, it, we've started to now have it on LinkedIn. Doreen Benamara and I, we talked about it a few weeks ago on our Saturday morning show, Good Morning LinkedIn. And uh, she talked about it on one of her other shows where she had Melody Borden on. And after that, I've talked to quite a few women who talk about the inappropriate emails that men send them on LinkedIn. And sometimes it's just, I love you, or it's flowers. But other times, women have actually gotten, uh, how do I say this, some inappropriate photos in their email inbox on LinkedIn. And I, now that actually shocked me, but you can see it in some of the comments too where you'll see men putting, I love you, you're so beautiful, and things like that. So when you talk about it happening too fast, how, what is one good tip, just one, one good tip for a man who wants to approach a woman and, and how to approach her appropriately? Mm -hmm. Are you talking about what most people are do, doing, like online dating? Either on or off, your choice, online or offline. Yeah. Um, starting out with a simple conversation and being engaging without the whole, you're so gorgeous, da -da -da, you know, and all this, like trying to draw her in in that way. It just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't hit us in a way that feels authentic when it happens because take the time to get to know her. Is what I'm saying. Now, with that, let me ask you what question. she's saying. Show interest and listen to, to what she's saying and like have an engaging conversation. Start out like that. Now, I, I've heard women say this before. Linda said, this don't be weird. But the problem with that is <laughs> what weird is, right? Because Weird is, is the love bombing thing. Like, you know, you're so everything. Like I get it on Clubhouse all the time and it's like, oh, the fantasy of Tracy Becca, but you don't know me yet. And, and you know, I don't want someone to come to me that way. It makes me feel like Linda said, weird. Yeah. But that's the thing. How do you know that this feel authentic? There you go. How do you know that this person is all that in the bag of chips and you don't even know them yet? Yeah. So, but, but here, here's another question though. So let's say you do approach someone in a friendly way and you try to get to know them and you're just talking to them as, as 
in a friendly tone. And then all of a sudden you express interest in them. And now they're like, I didn't know you thought that way about me. I just, I don't like you that way. What happens then? Because there's a point where you could be too friendly to where there's absolutely no interest reciprocated where they may have been previously. So we need to talk about the fact that men don't want to appear creepy. Nice men don't want to be creepy. And that is my client. Ah, so you, you help them to find that fine line between expressing interest, but in a very appropriate way without being stuck in that friend zone. It's too. more than a thinking thing, Robert. It's not in the head. It's in the body. It's being conscious of the way she's breathing, the way she is smiling, looking at you. It's learning those attunement skills so that you're not focused on your, like, like the man isn't focused on, I'm going to say his turn on or what's going on inside him. He's focused on, you know, how is she, is she happy? Is she, you know, it's like a different focus. Noticing what's going on. The woman that, that men, sorry, the men that women never forget is the man who knows how to draw her in and attunes to her. Those are the men that, you know, make us feel special. So it's usually just a few little tweaks that people need to start to, for the lights to come on, for them to understand what they need to shift. It's not, it's not difficult. So ladies, those of you watching right now, you probably need to copy this link and send it to the men or the man in your life. So that they can watch this and then they can call Tracy and she can help him be more in tune with you. Now, Carl, Carl brings up a good point too, though. Carl says, women do this as well. He's gotten bunches of conversations in his inbox such as that. Carl, I'm with you, man. Yes. 100% with you. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Now, DJ says she never leaves a comment like love you or dreaded kissy face. Uh, she can't take a chance of, some, of someone thinking anything, especially in her area of focus. Yeah, yeah. You never know what people might think if you just leave one of those kinds of emojis or, or things like that. And uh, yeah. like my man Carl just said, though, sometimes we get inboxes full of the little kissy faces, stuff like that. So, But apparently it's only creepy if a man does it. It's not creepy if a woman does it, apparently. <laughs> too funny oh my gosh i've had all kinds of things it's been crazy on clubhouse and instagram <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i and i completely understand what dj was saying um although i, I find it's mostly on linkedin the, the men who leave all the kissy faces i don't think i've ever used the kissy face emoji like for me as a man it just seems kind of wrong <laughs> I mean, is that just me? <laughs> that this wait, where it is? This one here that DJ just put in. Too fine. I have oh darn, it doesn't show up that well on uh restream, but I've never used that emoji in my life. Never, ever. Hey Carl, have you ever used that kissy emoji? Like I I've never used that kissy emoji. It just has no purpose for me in my life. 
All right. So you guys, if you just joined us, you missed one heck of a show and shame on you. You need to go back and watch the entire thing from the beginning. <laughs> this is episode number 31. We're with Tracy Becker. And we've been talking about a lot of stuff. We started off talking about how Tracy, she just left her corporate gig because she wanted to pursue her passion, which is, well, she has a bunch of you guys, art, comedian. She's a relationship coach. She also has a really good room on Clubhouse where she gives bad advice. And she gave me some terrible advice, which was actually kind of funny. I'm not going to repeat it again because I already repeated it once. If you missed it, go back and rewind. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Based on that, I'd be in the Clubhouse room. We've asked some other people for things that they wanted to get advice on. And a few people have chimed in throughout. But right now, what we're talking about is how she helps men, primarily men, to be more in tune with women. And she gave us some really good advice as opposed to the terrible advice she gives on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> so what we're talking about now is those kissy face emojis. And DJ was saying that she, doesn't, she never uses the kissy face emojis because she doesn't want anyone to get the bad, uh, the wrong I asked Carl if he ever used that kissy face emoji. He said, no, only the hug emoji. Yeah. You know what, Carl? I've never even used the hug emoji, but I'm not opposed to using it. But it's just something that seems girly about that kissy face emoji. <laughs> hey, DJ, I hope you got all of your PTO and took it with you. DJ says she resigned 1231 with her last day. Happy New Year and happy new life and happy new adventure, DJ. Yeah, you, you always had a lot of stuff going on anyway, so I'm I'm imagining that it's probably a fairly good trend, easy transition for you. So congratulations, though. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Very awesome. All right. So Corporate Quitters Podcast, Tracy Becker. We've talked art. We've talked comedy. We've talked relationships. So Tracy, if anyone wants to reach out to you, or anything related to any of those topics, where can we find you? I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, and I have a Calendarly uh, link where you can book with me if you want to. I've got my phone number there. Um, also on Clubhouse, if you want to talk there. On the Wisdom app, I do talks on Wisdom. And I'm on Owl. It's a new app. O-W-L-L. So I'm one of the brand ambassadors for all. Uh, we'll be talking about that on Clubhouse. I'll be with Paul Votto, who is a comedian. You've probably seen him on TV. So we'll be talking, I think, Friday about the OWL app because we're both brand ambassadors for that app. Nice. I've never yeah. heard of that one. Yeah, it's new. I think it's still in the beta phase, so you can go and use it, but I'm not really sure if it's like full, kind of like Clubhouse in the beginning mm -hmm. when we were all just invited to it. Wait, so is it only for Apple users too? I think it is. I don't know. People always question. I'll find out for you. People I'll discriminate on us Android users. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All right. For you, Rob. Yeah, it's up for me. Mm -hmm. um, and tell them to stop discriminating on me. I'm a droid user through and through, though. Right? All right. So, for you guys who've just joined us or who have been here this entire time, 
Hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation. And if you have, tell all of your friends, especially in all seriousness, especially if you need a relationship coach, if you're a gentleman who needs a relationship coach, call Tracy up. Tracy, any last words for our people before we sign up? I teach a uh, journey into mindset workshop every month. I did one in December and we talk about all different kinds of topics, but mostly that is uh, transformation, getting you aligned in your values, your passions, so that you can live a more exciting life. Oh, now that sounds awesome. It's and I think, yeah. I think right now they're great. Yeah. Okay. So if we want to know more about that, we can still just hit all of your links and contact you. Yes. I have a lot going on right now. Just developing a website, a digital marketing platform. It's in the midst of it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Developing the website. Okay. Yes. What can we find on that website? What will we be able to find on that website? All of my information, all of my links, everything I do will be there. It's in the works. It's in the works. So the best place to reach me right now is LinkedIn. So this is, this is exciting. No, Linda, I will not get an iPhone. No, (laughs) I will not engage in the solution. get one. (laughs) No. Why not? (laughs) It is the forbidden fruit. No. DJ said that her daughter loves her iPhone, but DJ, aren't, don't you have a droid? Hashtag droid. I thought I saw that. <laughs> okay, big... Thanks everybody for putting up with my crazy background. I am visiting family right now. I'll be back in Seattle on Friday in my normal, you know. You know, the my... background doesn't matter as long as you show up. You oh. give us bad advice. <laughs> Make you laugh. That's what matters. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it, it is too early in the morning for me to be laughing like this. It's just 7.55 where I am. Great way to start your day. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, DJ, is that for me? The way you question is hilarious. Every, every, I think we make people laugh. I'm just wondering, are you laughing at me or with me? Which one? With I'm, you and at you, both. Linda said, this has been so fun. She'll try to remember to join me again. And DJ said that traveling is fun on her vision board. Yeah, it is fun. I think sometimes. You know what? It's real fun when you travel and somebody else is paying for it. That's when it's really fun. Big time. All right, guys. I'm going to stop reading the comments now. And Tracy and I, we're going to sign up. Say goodbye to oh, like everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like us, tell everybody you know. Better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for?
If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on this show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our website. Get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out. I'm <laughs>